Uh, you know, I thought it was the right thing to do and still think it's the right thing to do. And I would have done if I, if, if it weren't. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's going to be a wild ride. Interesting. I, I've never talked to anybody who bought a new bow company before. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Competition Archery Media Podcast, where we explore all things pertaining to competition archery. I'm your host, PJ Riley, and the CAM Podcast is brought to you by our fine platinum sponsors. We got Black Eagle Arrows, Trueball Excel, Matthews, PSE, Hoyt, and Elite. And today, we are fortunate to have with us the owner of Black Eagle Arrows and Conquest Archery, Randy Kitts. Randy, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me today, PG. I appreciate it. I uh, know it's probably a little bit of a short notice, but I appreciate you guys pulling it all together and getting me on. That is no worries. And we introduced you as owner of Black Eagle and Conquest Archery, but the big announcement, Randy, we're going to add another one today. Tell us what we're here to talk about. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been exciting. It's been a little bit in the works for sure, but uh, you know, I we're now on Dart and Archery, and so our latest acquisition has been Dart and Archery. Super excited about it. Uh, boy, it's it's like drinking from a fire hose. That's for sure. But it's exciting. <laughs> so, Randy, the uh, first question I got to ask you about is: You got Black Eagle, which is successful. You got Conquest, which is successful. What would make you want to? add in a bow company. I mean, it seems like it would be a logical next step, but I don't know. You tell me. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think when opportunity knocks, uh, you got to answer. Life is full of choices. And, uh, you know, I got a, uh, I was on the phone with uh, some folks over there at Dart and they were one of the first manufacturers to really take our crossbow arrows for an OEM product. And, uh, you know, I, one of the first bows I shot, when I got married and 97. Um, you know, on the first boat, I got my wedding presents and all that stuff. I went out and I bought a Darton. Uh, I'm from Ohio originally. And obviously Darton being in Michigan, they had a pretty good foothold uh, in Ohio. And uh, my first, one of my first bows was a Darton Cyclone, Darton Maverick actually, then a Cyclone. And uh, always been affinity, uh, been a fan, had an affinity with Darton. They're kind of homegrown. And, uh, and so when I got the phone call and started talking and uh, realized that, uh, you know, Rex was looking for an opportunity to take on a different role. Uh, he's been there for, I think, 70 years. It's been there for 70 years. Rex is 81. Yeah, Rex is 81 years old, still comes to work every day, five, six, seven days a week. I mean, he's, he's an animal. He's, a, he's an animal. And, uh, and so I thought, wow, what a, what a unique opportunity. Went up the folks and, you know, his big thing was, you know, wants to keep it with a, a single owner, uh, homegrown, wants to keep the employees there. I think our average tenure is probably, 25, 30 years. No kidding. Uh, nope. I mean, it, it's incredible. The loyalty that's there and the knowledge that's there. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, prayed about it, uh, seek the Lord's advice and, uh, <laughs> it, it worked out. Well, uh, so the knowledge you mentioned, the knowledge that's there, I don't know if people are aware, but a lot of the standard technology that's in compound bows came from Darton. I mean, they originated a lot of that technology. So much of it. I mean, I would say he's probably one of the first ones to make a, a crossbow. It's pretty neat. I was, that was when I was there, I guess the time before last, uh, we're going to create a museum. And uh, that's about the best way to describe it because he's got some bows. I mean, he's got bows that are like three or four ever made. And yeah, yeah. Like the ones he made. 
uh, from prototypes. I mean, we've got scissor bows. I mean, it's what, what he has there is unbelievable. So it's, I'm going to have to make a museum of bows and kind of the evolution of compound bows and what it's gone through because yeah, for sure. I mean, they've, he's been there. Rex is a genius. Uh, boy, when it comes to cams and bow designs and limbs, holy smokes, it's not going to find a smarter one in the industry. That's for sure. And so it was, it was really a great opportunity to say, okay, we've, we already have something that works. We have really, really, really good product. Now let's, let's put it into a, into our dealer network where we have 1400 dealers. We're in 50 countries and uh, let's just see how fast this thing can go, which is kind of scary. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about is now, uh, as we mentioned, you know, Darton's been around for a long time. I would say they have been quiet in recent years. You know, you don't see them as much as you used to back in the early 90s. I remember, you know, you'd see Darton bows everywhere. We haven't seen them that much. Now, what do you see? What what do you hope to do with that Darton brand and with their bows? What do you see as your goal uh, for taking this into the future now? You know, it's kind of funny. I was talking with uh, with one of our dealers, and he uh, he had some on his shelf. <clears throat> He'd got some in, and the sales rep from another company came in. He goes, "Oh my gosh, you're carrying Darton?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got the, I got some Dartons in stock now." He goes, "You have the best bow no one's ever heard of." <laughs> and and he shoot. He's a rep for another bow company. He goes, "I've got the Tempest. I've got the Spectra." I've got this bow and that bow. My kid shoots this bow and uh, he just, he got the biggest chuckle out of that. And so I think it's, you know, the challenge is going to be is how do we, you know, bring Darton to market with the dealers that we have. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I think it's going to be tremendous. Uh, the folks that's already had some and sold them because I mean, there are some people that, that do know, uh, now we're telling everybody, but there are people out there that do know we, we've got dealers already sold 25, 30 maybe upwards of 40 and literally, I mean, they're just, people are walking in, they're shooting them and going, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take that. And so it's been really good. So I think when we get this out to, you know, all the dealer network and give people another option as if they're not enough already, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be really, really good. And uh, you know, we got Jimmy Lutz on board. Um, I think folks saw him shoot one at the Gator Cup and finish fourth. He had one aerial that got away from him in a pretty good gust, or he'd have been in the gold medal match shooting the Tempest, which uh, you did a review on, and um, been shooting that bow really, really well. He's excited about competing with it. And uh, and so, yeah, you know, Jimmy was one of the the first ones that uh, that I talked to because uh, well, I just love that kid. For whatever reason, I'm not whatever reason, right? He's lovable. But, uh, you know, when he – he started winning overseas. We might've been one of his first sponsors. I don't know, but I've got an affinity for Jimmy. And I said, Hey, how's it looking for this? And he goes, man, if you're involved, I'm in. And I didn't own the company, but he said, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just, I'll just go with you. And uh, so, yeah, excited about having him on board. He's going to do great things and uh, super, super excited about where we're going to go. That's for sure. We got two new crossbows we're going to release uh, right about the ATA show time. It's going to be pretty spectacular. I think for a really f good first crack. So yeah, we're, we're excited. Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, um, I got the chance to, uh, shoot the Tempest and the Vegas, yeah. um, the, uh, two of the new target bows that are out there and yeah, they were, I mean, they were different. Um, there's, I'm going to reach back here and grab one just a second. I got the Tempest behind me and the Vegas, okay. but I can grab you got the, the Vegas. Tempest. You've got one of about 
four that are like it because you know the e system that you sent me you know you yes. said, what is what is that wheel system that's on there what is that right so that's what i wanted to grab it for <laughs> yeah um kind of explain what that is and uh and so i said man if we have if we have a pro series bows or a top line bows we need it on everything and so we got rid of like the dual bus split on the vegas and uh, put the e-system on it and boy we have had you know for the few people that have had it we've had some tremendous uh feedback with the e-system so in case people can't see it because it is on a black bow and we're in kind of a dark setting we have this roller here and basically there's a split yoke that comes down through the roller and then immediately goes back up to the cam and wraps around there you know normally you'll see the yokes come down and just come into the bus cable but right instead it goes back up and connects it to the cam so talk about what what that does in terms of performance, you know, what really, the purpose of it really is. makes the bow more forgiving. When you take right. those anchors and you put them outside the axles, it removes the pressure off the bearings, off the axle, uh, makes the bow way more forgiving. And, you know, when it comes to tuning, boy, it really is a big adder when it comes to tuning a bow, because you can micro tune that yoke system uh, much easier than you can, you know, a bus cable for sure. And so that that's where the beauty lies. Obviously it's very smooth, uh, it shoots well, but that yoke system, that, that's really what it's there for, for balance and, and to take, like I said, the pressure off those cam bearings and make it more stable by moving the, the yoke cables outside of the outside the cam to the outside of the limbs. Well, so forgiving, I can tell you that's important to me because I am not Jimmy Lutz. I am not a <laughs> pro. But when I shot these things, I was, you know, we were filming the video and, you know, I'm just shooting mainly for the video so people can see this bow in action. And I'm just putting the pin on and it's hitting where I'm aiming, <laughs> which fortunately was mostly in the 10 ring. And it was just like, as we kept shooting, kept shooting, I was telling Kyle, the videographer, I was like, man, I'm not messing with this thing. <laughs> and I mean, I know my limitations, <laughs> but yeah, me too. I, it's like, man, they were just really nice to sh shoot. And that, uh, the Vegas with that shoot through riser, the other thing that really intrigued me about that, we hear so much, oh, you know, with compound bows, people are just tweaking little things here. Well, one of the coolest things I thought of, of the, about that Vegas bow is that everyone is ambidextrous. You just take that cable arm, move it to the other side, and you actually flip the cams, top to bottom, bottom to top, and there, you got a left-handed bow. It's much easier from a machining perspective, I promise you. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's like, I, I, I mentioned and left-handed bows. I mentioned in our review video is like left-handed archers are always <clears> complaining. <throat> Man, it takes forever for me to get bows. They just don't make it. Well, every one of these is a left-handed bow. <laughs> right, and that's, and they shoot. That's that's the one thing that you know I think that I've always been impressed with Darton is really the shootability. I mean, it's a really, 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 really good shooting bow. And, uh, you know, Rex spends a lot of time, oh man, a lot of time going over to make sure that, you know, everything is just, it's just perfect. And so when they, when they go out, I mean, that's what you get, you get a great shooting bow and, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta share the darting story. We gotta get it out there to people. Uh, we gotta let, you know, get the bows in people's hands and let them shoot them. And then they can, they can be a judge for themselves for sure. And, uh, that's the beauty of, uh, you know. I guess, for lack of better words, free will. You can you can choose to shoot or not shoot. It's it's all good. Well, and I'm guessing someone like Jimmy Lutz. You know, he was what year is it? He was 2019 world champion. Um, you know, obviously he can shoot at a high level, but 
if something wasn't working for him, he's going to know it right away. And so for him to go out to Gator Cup, we saw him not long before that, and he was still shooting his other bow. So he obviously hadn't had a lot of time with it, and bang, he comes right out and places fourth. Yeah, he had, uh, I'd say he probably had three weeks because he went hunting for a week too. <laughs> he, <laughs> took that, he took that same bow hunting. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, he didn't have a whole lot of time behind it. It might have been, it may have been a little bit longer, but I don't think it was. I think it was three weeks, but you know, great Indians too, right? I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, we all like the talent that we have the, the best of the best of the best, but when you, when you got pretty good Indians, it makes, it makes that a little bit easier for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty good Indian. So for for the uh, bows for Darton lineup this year, um, what's new besides the Tempest and the Vegas in the Target? Um, those are the two new bows. I'd say okay. new, new, de- newly designed. I mean, the Tempest. Right. We had the Tempest like XT. It had a, a standard joke on it. Like we're going to go with the E. Uh, if, if the E is if the E is what it is, then that's what we're going to go with. And then the Vegas, like I said, we had the Vegas T. Uh, which was the split bus cable with the with the cable guards on both sides, and it made it a little bit tricky, a little bit tricky to shoot through. It's still a pretty good bow, I think. Jimmy said he shot one in. Oh man, it might have been fourteen or thirteen. He showed me a picture off his Facebook page when he was. He might have been twelve. I don't know, but he was pretty young. And uh, he goes, "Look, I I I shot a three hundred with this in Vegas, the first one I ever shot a three hundred with." And uh, and so I'm like, "We're going to put the E on that." And uh, and so that's what you have, and I think you may have one of three or four with the E system on it. Uh, we did, uh, we did send a few out, uh, to some other pros to test and, uh, you know, great, great, great feedback, but it just wasn't the right timing for me, uh, to bring on an army of people. And, uh, and so, so we have those, we have the Spectra E, um, that's going to be, you know, one of our top tier hunting bows. We still have the Maverick. We had a bow called the demon, which is a great price point bow, but man, I'm not a demon guy. Just not. <laughs> um, you know, I'm <laughs> just not, I can't sell something called demon. Yeah. I can so, understand uh, it. But we didn't name it. We didn't name an angel either. Cause I don't think you can sell something called angel. <laughs> I'm not sure you can sell something called demon. So, uh, we just went back to the treasure troves of Darton's name and pulled out cyclone. And so we're just going to rename that boat a cyclone because I wouldn't own a bow that said demon people do, and it's okay, but I just wouldn't. And it's kind of like our zombie slayer arrow, right? We get more people that call us and go, man, I, I don't believe in zombies. I don't either. It was a cool name at the time. No need to change it. It works. And, uh, and so if you don't believe in zombies, it's okay. Um, <laughs> and so we got, we got a fishing bow and then we've got uh, a mentor, uh, with the E system on it for kids. It's a really, really good high end, uh, youth bow for sure. Then we have a regular mentor. Um, and then we've also got the, um, we've also got, like I said, the two new crossbows, uh, they're going to come out that are going to be pretty smoking. Right. So let's talk about, so with Black Eagle and with Conquest, obviously you have had a formula in place where you get the pros shooting these products. And especially with the Black Eagle, that's had more of a track record. Conquest is a little bit newer, but um, I mean, you've gotten these things into the pros hands and then I'm guessing it just mushrooms from there. The popularity, you know, Black Eagle arrows, we see them everywhere um, now in conquest, we're starting to see more and more and more is your thinking the same for Darton eventually. I mean, you mentioned that you talked to some other pros, but you got to start small. 
I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. And and, and bow contracts is is I think everyone probably watching uh, any type of archery podcast uh, know that you know when you're talking to professional athletes for their bow contracts, they're uh, they're not really inexpensive, and uh, and and that you know they get what they deserve. Um, you know they get what they're worth. And it just wasn't the right time for us. I just didn't want to go out on a limb. And honestly, I didn't even own the company, right? So some of the stuff I was just taking, like, you know, hey, if it doesn't work out, I'll just pay you from Black Eagle anyways. So it's okay. And, man, you can, like, commit to so many of those. And so, yeah, I think we'll get some pros, uh, you know, shooting our bows uh, at some point in time. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Do they have to? No. Um, But, you know, we're also working on contingency because, you know, with Conquest, with Black Eagle, we pay the same contingency, um, to all pros. We don't have a $600 pro winner, you know, male open pro and a $300 female open pro. They each get 600. So when you, we bring out a contingency, it's going to be, it's got to be fair. And I don't know that we can do, you know, a 15 or a $10,000 paycheck for all pros. And so that's also part of it. You know, I don't want to overcommit and then get myself into trouble uh, as, as other companies have uh, in the past when it comes to contingency, because it sounds cool. And, uh, you know, I think in some cases people hedge their bets that no one's going to win with it. So they go, I can offer $50,000, but if nobody wins with it, I don't have to pay, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think people can win with these bows. They're going to win with these bows. And so we got to make sure that it's, it's fair and equitable and it's got good balance because I don't want to get in trouble financially for sure. But yeah, I, I think PJ for sure we'll see a lot of amateurs this year because uh, our amateur payouts are going to be really, really well. And uh, yeah, we'll get some pros along the way for sure. Right. And from the marketing standpoint, talk about how, talk about the importance of that because eventually, you know, the, the people that you really want to capture are the consumers. They're largely going to be amateurs. Um, but uh, talk about how you, um, can work with the pros to make that work, you know, to, to get your product, the exposure and to show what they can do. Yeah. Well, I think in today's, you know, today's age, it's changed so much that, you know, at one time TV shows kind of dominated that space and, you know, social media, everything's changed. Uh, you know, some pros have a pretty tremendous footprint, uh, social media, when they put a post out there, they get a lot of views, they get a lot of feedback, they get a lot of interest and that gets shared and that gets shared and that gets shared. And all of a sudden, you know, it starts to really snowball, um, you know, from that perspective. So I think that's, that's the big thing with the pros is, you know, and people look up to them. I mean, you know, if you're an archer and you want to compete, I mean, how can you not look up to Levi? How can you not look up to Danny? I can look up to Tim Gillingham and to Raiden and to Sharon and to Cara and to M and, you know, all the folks out there that win so much, Kayla, man, I'm leaving out some, but I don't mean to, but you know, geez, Jeff Hopkins and Dave Cousins. I mean, those guys, they're like legends, right? And so if you, if you're a target, a professional, or you want to become a professional archer or you're a target archer and you look up to those folks and you kind of, you believe them at their word that if they say, Hey, this is a good product. Uh, you should give it a try. I think that's a, that's a good stepping stone. And that, then that goes down to the dealers. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so for 2021, what goals do you have in mind? What would make 20? <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot well, of to not lose weird, all my hair. Is the first goal. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a lot of extraneous things happening right now. Well, there really but. is. I mean, I've, uh, you know, not really uh, astute so much on the, on the, high capacity machining and all the parts and pieces and all those things. And, and so I've got, I've got a lot to learn and I'm looking forward to learning. Um, you know, I, 
I love to grow. And so, but, you know, I think for 2021, we just want to, uh, you know, for Black Eagle, just to continue to to do what we've done for years. I think this year, either we won more than on the pro podiums, more than every arrow company combined, uh, or we're one off. And it's it's one or the other, but we're we're within one win of having more than every other arrow company combined. Conquest had a tremendous year again this year, uh, you know, in archery, <clears throat> even with uh, the lack of tournaments. I mean, we saw a significant success. We got new products coming out, you know, there. We got a new site coming out, you know, in a, a 30, 45 days, I think. That's uh, going to be pretty awesome. And so just continue to grow. I mean, there's a lot of, this was a great year for archery. I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. You know, working at Lancaster it has been absolutely off the charts. Is there, are there enough hours in the day for you? It sounds like there aren't. No, no, I'm, I'm back to working seven days a week. I feel like I'm back at Lowe's again, <laughs> but it's good. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a family to feed. I got you know, a daughter going to college and, you know, I've got employees, a lot of employees now uh, that depend on me. So I've got to, I've got to stay sharp. I've got to work hard. And, uh, and make sure that I'm doing my part. <clears throat> and then on the Darton side, you know, I think it's getting the name out there, uh, you know, getting, getting the dealers to embrace something different, uh, you know, and, and try something different um, that they haven't tried before. And I think they'll be excited. They'll be excited about, you know, what, what, what Darton brings to the table for the dealer and, um, <clears throat> and just see how well we can do. Not looking to, like I said, with Black Eagle, never looking to be the biggest, just want to be considered one of the best. And if I can do that in, in the competitive market that bows, arrows, they, it, it's all super competitive. So if you if you can be considered one of the good ones, you're doing pretty good. It, and now you've mentioned that the Darton um, plant is in Michigan. It is. It's in Hale, Michigan. Michigan. Yep. Okay. If you've and I've been I'm, there. You're not missing much. We have a, there's a subway and a little diner. <laughs> Perfect. It. But it's, it's, I think right now they said this morning they're getting eight or 12 inches. It's like the tundra. Oh yeah. Help that Remember time door. it's beautiful. Cause it's right next to Lake Huron. Uh, it's like 20 miles from Lake Huron, I think, or somewhere around there. But you know, it's, uh, it's cold at winter time. Employees drive snowmobiles to work and stuff. It's, <laughs> It's like, man, well, I'm in George, it's 55. I'm like, it's, it's cold outside. <laughs> 55. So I, I'm guessing that you're going to leave that there. You, it's, you're not moving that. It's going to stay where it is. Yes. How, how is that then for you? As you mentioned, you're in Georgia and you're running a company in Michigan. I mean, you've got people there who are running the day-to-day, but what's that experience like? Um, it'll turn into a significant amount of Delta sky miles <laughs> gotcha. for sure. But, uh, you know, right now it's, uh, you know, I, you know, one thing I learned at Lowe's, I traveled so much was you can get a lot done behind the windshield. And, uh, and so lately I just been taking some time for myself and driving there and it's not bad. I mean, it's about a 12 and a half, 13 hour drive. It isn't the worst thing in the world. It's a pretty straight shot. Uh, but I can drive up there. I can get a lot done uh, behind the window. I can, you know, call friends that I haven't called in a while because, you know, life is so busy. I can call family. I can call dealers. I can call people that, you know, I need to call. And, uh, and so actually for me, it's, it's somewhat therapeutic, <laughs> Then, you know, sitting behind a computer terminal and working on pricing or working on bill of materials or whips and routings and all these new things that are coming to me. I'm like, I just, it's kind of a break. It's a good getaway. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you mentioned talk to my wife, which is significant. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to my wife. That's always a good thing. I drive home from work every night. The first person I call is my wife. I don't know. I just like talking. hundred (laughs) percent. So um, now uh, you mentioned that you came from Lowe's. That was where you started out in the corporate world. How has it been coming into the archery industry? I mean, the archery industry, totally different from the home improvement what, it, what have you learned along the way? I'm sure there's been some bumps and bruises, but tell us about the differences and or similarities there. You know, I think that uh, the biggest difference is people. Uh, you know, when I worked at Lowe's, we had, uh, you know, in our region, we had about 15,000 employees, you know, roughly 15,000 employees, 137 stores, um, four point, whatever it was, 4.2 or $4.7 billion was our, was our budget. And, uh, and so the difference for me has been, you know, trying to operate with a much smaller team, a much smaller nucleus, and uh, and trying to put as much on my shoulders as possible versus, you know, at Lowe's, I had plenty on my shoulders. Uh, and you had a lot of people to delegate things to and to get things done. You know, I think if, if, if anything, what it's given me is probably an un, a better understanding for people. Um, you know, cause archery is, you, you have everything in archery. You have every shape, size. I mean, you've got people that risk everything, uh, to go out and start a business. And, uh, and so I found myself being able to really help educate dealers on how to run a business, inventory turns, gross profit margin, you know, things that they should be doing, things they shouldn't be doing. Sometimes they think, they think I'm crazy. Like I like to put a $10,000 order in and I go for what? Well, you know, it's what we do. It's, it's dumb. That's not, I mean, if you do that kind of business, it's okay. I don't mean dumb. Dumb is not, you understand what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You, you can, you can do the same thing with, you know, six, $1,500 orders and, and change it as you go versus stocking your whole entire shelves for six months or a year. And, uh, trying to talk to people like things like fall dang that we do in archery where, you know, dealers go out and they buy an entire year's product at once. I mean, just like that's, that's, that can be bad juju this year. It worked out years prior to that. Not so much. Right. And so I found myself really being able to help dealers from a business acumen and a business standpoint uh, to get them out of debt, to help, you know, get them into their dreams and uh, help write some financing stuff for a few people. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good dealing with the dealers. I miss, I miss human people, a lot of people, because, you know, we have a very small team compared to, you know, a low store have 180 people. But you learn a lot about distribution, buying, marketing, but marketing's changed for Lowe's. It's changed for, you know, for everybody. When I was at Lowe's, we spent $9 million calling, you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Lowe's Motor Speedway. All right. It was only $9 million. And then That's we all. went back and tried to negotiate. <laughs> They're like, nah, the best we could do ever was, was like five or four or something. I'm like, and obviously Lowe's walked away, but you know, today that's, that's, that's totally different. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. No, Have it's you, unbelievable. you pay a race car, $30 million to drive a race car. You're like, it's, it's a race car, which is cool. I like racing. Uh, been to several races, met Jimmy, met Jeff Gordon, you know, met, uh, met several of the racers, but 30 million is a lot. So you're saying we probably won't see a dart and raced car this year. Maybe Probably wait till 22. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think we'll see a, uh, we'll see a Darton race car. It'd be cool. But uh, I don't know that that's in the cards in the foreseeable future. <laughs> Is uh, So the engineering side with the bows, I mean, that's totally different from arrows now and stabilizers. 
is like how much have you gotten into that with Rex about you know what it takes to design and build these bows? Um, I've gotten about that deep with him. <laughs> I think he thinks I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I think at Lowe's one of my, you know, my, my key strength was always drive for results. If you, you know, if you talk to anybody, they're like, man, you did, he just goes and, uh, you did, I just get things done. And a lot of times, you know, we had to do things two and three times cause we did them wrong. The first two, I'm a terrible planner. Uh, I'm an a executor. I'm not, a, not afraid to admit that. Um, and so when I, you know, talking to Rex about something like, well, let's, let's get this going. He goes, well, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Well, okay. We'll do it. But you know, it shouldn't take a month. Like, well, it does take a month. No, 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 no. It, it can't take a month. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so trying to, I guess, work on, um, some perspective on expectations on how fast things can be done. Cause it, I really don't know. I have no idea. And sometimes like, oh, it'll take two months and then a week, you know, then, then a day later it's done. I'm like what, what happened to, what happened to two weeks? It's like, well, it was a little quicker than I thought. I'm like, is are you fooling me? Are you like saying a month, it takes a week. You're just trying to, I, I don't. So yeah, we're just trying to work our way through this engineering thing for sure. Because what I think is simple, uh, it's not simple, especially with bow. Right, right. Because you, you change one thing, it changes, it literally changes everything. And uh, and so, yeah, I just got, let's got to learn. It's okay. And, uh, you know, we've, I'm sure our scrap bin, because of me, will, uh, the recycled aluminum will be, you know, significant. Our income from <laughs> recycled aluminum will be significantly more this year. It's okay. Yeah. As you looked at this idea, I mean, you mentioned that you prayed about it a lot. This had, uh, well, you tell me when you looked at this, did it seem like this was a much bigger hurdle than black Eagle arrows or conquest? Or did you just look at it in the same vein as those two? Much bigger. Cause you know, started black Eagle, uh, in my basement. And, uh, you know, I did that while I worked at Lowe's and, uh, and so, you know, everything we started at black Eagle, we started from, I think Darton, uh, I believe will be easier because of the dealers that we have and the relationships that we have. People trust us. Uh, you know, we brought out conquest. We thought, well, how's this going to work? So it's going to work great because people trust us. Uh, you know, they, they trust us for quality. They trust us for our team. And, uh, and so it, you know, I don't foresee a problem and there, and there wasn't. Um, but you know, yeah, I think there's definitely some, it, there was some trepidation on, man, there's great bows out there, man. There is great, great, great bows out there. There, there really is. And so how do you, how do you get into that lineup? How do you, how do you, how do you get that going to people? So yeah, it's, it's totally different because they've been around for so long. Uh, and as the one sales rep said, the best bow company no one's ever heard of. And so you're like, Ooh, okay. So how do we, how do we take this to market? But you know, the Lord's blessed us with a pretty big platform, you know, through Lancaster and our distribution network and social media uh, that, you know, when we put it out there, it, a lot of people will see it quick. And, yeah. uh, and so it, it, that part's easier than, you know, then the, the, the really hard part is how do we live up to expectations? How do we, you know, how do we go from making X amount of bows a week to exponentially bows per week? Because, you know, we're just not used to that kind of production. And so we'll have growing pains. I mean, there is no doubt about it. I'm sure there'll come a time very shortly when, you know, they're going to want to beat me in the head with a tack hammer and I'll probably want to beat them in the head with a tack hammer, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, but those, those are going to be part of it because, you know, while it's not new, it's going to be new. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. And and one of the things that we always hear when we do, I do our our bow reviews for Lancaster Archery is people are like, oh, you know, you say that all of these bows are good. And I, what I want to tell people is like these top end bows, there are no bad ones. So like you mentioned, there are a lot of good bows out there. That doesn't mean there can't be more good bows out there like Darton. Uh, it's just a matter of getting them into people's hands so they can shoot them. It can be just as good as the other bows out there, even better it's just people, whether or not people shoot them, get to feel them, experience them. People like Jimmy Lutz start winning tournaments with them. I mean, that, those, from what I've seen, when you start getting into those top-end bows, they're all very well made. They do what they're supposed to. You know, these companies aren't putting out junk. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's always been kind of the thing with Black Eagle. When we first brought Black Eagle out, you, know, you have a lot of stigma because you have, you, know, you have diehard die fans. And while, you know, we're appreciative, we're grateful, of, you know, the some of the tenacity and voracious veracity of the, <laughs> that they love their brand can be tamed back a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, to your point, there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good arrows. There's a lot of good stabilizers, a lot of good bows. Um, it comes down to choice. I mean, what do you choose to support? And it's okay. I mean, we can still, I've said many times, we can still be friends. We can, just because you shoot X, just because I drive a Chevy and you're a Ford guy doesn't mean we can't. I mean, we're divided enough in the country into all these buckets that when it comes to, you know, the archery family, we don't need to be, we don't have more division inside of buckets because the buckets just get smaller. The farther out we go, the buckets just get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Next thing you know, you're just standing there by yourself looking around going, man, what happened? Well, you put everybody's in a bucket. Uh, we're super excited. Uh, actually, well, last night, I uh, I don't know why I was so anxious. You know, Ephesians says be anxious for nothing. And Danny was going last, not last year, the year before for a shoot of the year for the classic championship. And he he doesn't get rattled much. And I told him, I just texted him. I texted him, I think in Ephesians chapter four, says, be anxious for nothing. But last night I was anxious. <laughs> and I don't know why. I was going to say, um, is this, does this, you think now you're telling the world now it's real? Yeah, that's probably a big part of it because, you know, we have a lot of friends out there. Uh, we got a lot of friends that work. Um, I mean, dear friends that, you know, work for elite that work for PSE that work for Matthews. Uh, that work for all these companies. Obviously, we can't call them all. Right. Uh, you know, I'll probably work today on some of that. Uh, but it shouldn't be. You know, I, I just, to me, I don't want to lose friendships over it, which would be crazy. If But if you did, I guess it wasn't really a friendship anyways, right? Uh, if someone's willing to, you know, part ways with you because of a business decision that you made to better yourself and better your family, then they probably weren't a real friend anyways at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I think some of that stuff, you know, causes a little bit of anxiousness. Um, and then, you know, for me, I never want to lay anybody down. And so how do you, how do we step up and perform? I mean, we tell the world, Hey, we got, we got really good bows, you know, get your orders in and we got to make these things out a lot of them. Cause I'm sure it's going to be a lot. I mean, I don't know what a lot is, uh, but it'll be significantly more than we, uh, than we have today. And, um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, that, that, that causes me anxiety because I know what I have. I know what, I know how the distribution network works with black Eagle and with conquest. Cause I put it together. I know all the suppliers, the vendors. Uh, and so I know what to expect. Although, you know, this COVID situation, you know, gives you 
some unexpected results sometimes, uh, you know, with freight companies and all. And I'm sure you guys experience there too. Um, I just, I don't know enough about the manufacturing side to know. And that, that part has always been, uh, a little bit of, it causes me trepidation. Did when I was, you know, in, in, in a prior life too, when people say, Hey, can you talk about this? You're like, ah, I don't really know. So you get nervous versus things that you're comfortable with talking about. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think some of the anxiety is like, man, it's, it's about to get real. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I can certainly imagine that. That's what I would think of that. It's like, okay, once you tell people now it's now it's real. Um, but at the same time with the anxiousness, I got to think that for someone like you, there's also some excitement in that as well. Some of that is positive energy that like, Hey, let's see what we can do. Oh, yeah, no, there's, it's not negative at all. Like I said, the, the friend thing kind of, that, that wasn't keeping me up last night. What kept me up last night was, okay, so we, we, we announced this, and uh, dealers, because it's kind of fun. So I made a mistake over the weekend, and this will come out tomorrow anyway, so it's okay. But, you know, I was, I was loading the accounts receivables into our system, and as I was doing it, this was 23rd, day before Christmas Eve. And I'm loading the accounts receivables into our system. And I didn't know. But when I put them in the system, it was sending the invoices to the customer. And our NetSuite that we use uh, on the subject line, it says, you know, Black Eagle Arrows Darton invoice. And people were starting to call Darton going, hey, what is this? And I, I sent an email out and it wasn't, it was not a lie. It, it just was a little bit of omission of truth. Hey, sorry that you know, I sent you an email, uh, you know, trying to help put a new system in for Dart and Archery. All of that true. And uh, sorry to fill up your email box, you know, day before Christmas. And, and so I thought I did a pretty good job with my cover two defense. <clears throat> and yesterday came and then uh, Monday and people were, you know, calling Dart and going, hey, I hear that, you know, Black Eagle Arrows is, you know, bought Dart and Archery. And, you know, if Black Eagle's in, we're in. So here's an order for 10 bows, 6 bows, 19 bows, 18 bows. And hey. Like, what in the war? Like, I didn't tell. Happy I, mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and so then I thought, well, we got to announce it today then. We got it. And I just thought, Randy, just don't be anxious. Just, just be still. For goodness sakes, just be still. You shouldn't have been working that late anyways. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, that kind of started a little bit of a, of a snowball, but it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the opportunities. I'm excited about what the future brings, uh, you know, for, for all of it because you know, now we, we've got the, you know, with three companies, we're, we've become pretty powerful. We're going to give some great offerings to our dealers, uh, through all three companies that I think they'll be excited about. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's all excitement. That's awesome. Well, we are certainly excited to ride this ride with you with Lancaster Archery and through Competition Archery Media. I mean, just our experiences with you, Randy, as a person and your companies over the years, we're certainly excited to to be able to announce this with you and to be a part of it, as I'm sure we will. Well, I'm grateful for the support that Lancaster has been. I mean, one of the first, I would think, well, obviously the first major uh, distributor that that came on board with us was Lancaster dealer distributor. And, uh, you know, and, and Rob and I have, uh, we've, we've got a pretty good friendship bond. And, uh, you know, I talked to Rob, um, some time ago about this. He's like, man, if you're in, I'm in. I thought, wow, well, man, what a good man. And, uh, and that really gave me courage. 
I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> uh, I thought, well, I mean, he's not used to failing. I'm not used to failing. And, uh, you know, if he thinks it's a good thing and, you know, I believe it's a great thing, then, uh, you know, we'll make great things happen. But you guys have always been a big supporter of, uh, of both our companies and, uh, you know, praying that we'll continue with the, uh, the third. And, you know, we'll see what else uh, the future brings. Right now, my cup runneth over. Um, and so I don't see a fourth anytime soon, but um, who knows? <laughs> All right, folks, that is another episode of the Competition Archery Media Podcast. We certainly thank our guest, Randy Kitts. Randy, thanks for being here and sharing your news with us today. Well, again, thanks for having me. You guys are awesome and uh, appreciate the platform to uh, to get it out there to people. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to an awesome 2021 and put 2020 behind us. Uh, it's been a great year. Uh, it's been a great year, but what a what a weird year for sure. And uh, looking forward to the new year and, and what the uh, Lord has in store for us for sure. Excellent. Folks, the Competition Archery Media Podcast, you can find that on all the platforms where you find your favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining us today.